The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. So one of the things we do at Cognolytica is we produce research on the AI markets and landscape. We look across all the people that we've spent time talking to, the use cases, the case studies, all the vendors we spend a lot of time talking to, and we ask ourselves the question once a year, well, how is AI being adopted worldwide? What's happening in the world with AI? Are people actually implementing AI, right? Right. Are people, are companies, are certain regions more heavily adopting AI than others? What's really going on? So a few weeks ago, we published a report called Global AI Adoption Trends and Forecast for 2020. So we'll link to it in the show notes. This one is a free download, so we encourage all of our listeners to download it and check out the findings. But we're going to spend some time today going through the report itself and highlight some of the key findings and maybe some unique or interesting findings that we found from the survey and the report that we did. Yeah. And so the way that we accomplished this is we surveyed. We, we sent out the survey to over 1,500 individuals, various different companies and countries all over the world, and got some 200 and something responses. And use those responses to, one, inform us specifically what's happening, but of course, allowed us to also generalize in some ways about the trends that we are seeing Mm -hmm. for that. And if you're interested, by the way, in participating in future surveys, I do encourage you to reach out to us. Send us an email to info, I-N-F-O, at Cognolytica, C-O-G-N-I-L-Y-T-I-C-A dot com, and we would be happy to include you in future surveys. Right. So we'll go through some of the key findings first. And then the way that we also broke this down was by our seven patterns of AI, because we said, okay, well, it's one thing to say people are adopting AI, but how truly are you adopting AI? Are you doing a predictive analytics application or a chatbot application or hyper-personalization application? Mm -hmm. So some of the key findings that we found from the report is that by 2025, over 40% of the respondents that answered our survey said that they will implement AI in one or more of the identified seven patterns of AI. And almost 90% said that they'll have some sort of in-progress AI implementation over the next two years. We found those numbers to be, you know, very positive signs for the industry because it's saying almost half will implement one or more pattern by 2025, so in just a few years. And then 90%, so nine out of 10, said that they'll have some sort of AI in progress within the next two years. So you might be thinking, these look like contradictory information. Why is it that the 40% are saying they do AI, but 90% have a project that they're doing in the next Mm -hmm. two years? You would think that 90% they're saying they're doing AI. Well, this has to do with, of course, understanding AI versus the patterns. Because we asked them, well, okay, great. Well, let's not talk about AI. How many of you are looking at doing a chatbot in the next two years? Okay. How many of you are looking at doing uh, AI, a machine learning enabled predictive analytics or a recognition project or some sort of automation project that's using AI, cognitive automation? Oh, well, all of a sudden now the numbers start going up. And in our chart, we'll show you kind of how the, the adoption patterns are looking because basically when you start looking at the more details, yeah, machine learning, honestly, and AI are being embedded in everything. And it actually may be difficult to avoid using AI and machine learning. So even if you're saying, well, maybe we're not intending to build our own machine learning models, it may end up being that you're going to end up using them anyways, mm-hmm. right? So we also sort of looked at sort of how the world was moving with AI. We're like, well, maybe 
you know, North America or Europe, or it's kind of moving at a different pace or Asia, Africa. Yeah, you know what? This is one of the interesting things about AI. In our research from all of respondents, and our respondents come from all over the planet, they are all roughly moving at the same pace. It is true that, you know, Australia, Oceania, Asia, Europe, they have different timing with their plans, but basically that's not like we're seeing an over concentration of aggressive plans in North America and Europe and less so otherwise. It's just, it seems like this is just the global movement, right? Mm-hmm. And then another thing, we've talked about process automation a lot, and many companies, especially many government agencies here in the U.S., are very hot and heavy on RPA and process automation in general. What we found is that 54% of respondents plan to implement AI approaches to process automation within the next few years, so over half. And then 52% of respondents plan to implement AI-enabled conversational systems by 2025. So those, again, were not really surprising numbers for us, but something that we wanted to point out because people are finding value in automation. And I think in general, taking their data, cleansing it, and then using it for higher level value. And so when they're able to take cognitive approaches in process automation, they're starting to really see value in that. Mm -hmm. So we're excited that people are really moving forward with that. Then we talk about AI-enabled conversational systems all the time and how companies can use that to help in a variety of different ways. It can help with customer service. It can also help with IT self-service, so they could use it internally as well. And it's able to allow companies to do more with the same or less resources than before. Right. So our last sort of key finding, I'll sort of dig into some of the more details here in just a moment, is that for the organizations that are sort of struggling, you know, with making AI happen, or like haven't quite yet taken the step, what they've said is that their biggest barrier to AI adoption is actually insufficient quantity or quality of data. That's Mm -hmm. like one of the biggest things, (laughs) followed by lack of talent. So basically people in data for a lot of response, like they're saying, you know, even for the people who are kind of moving ahead, they have acknowledged that these are things that are slowing them down. Mm-hmm. So for the companies that are not planning to implement AI at all within the, ne- within the next two years, the thing that they said was the biggest showstopper was just they, they haven't yet justified the ROI, which kind of makes sense, or that there isn't enough of an advantage of AI over their non-AI approaches. Right. But for the ones that have taken that next step and said, okay, I think there's an, I want to do this project, you know, I have an ROI, mm-hmm. I think it's going to give me an advantage, they're getting stuck on people and data. Right. Right. And that really comes as no surprise because cleaning data, it can be a very manual process, very time intensive. It can also be very costly as well. And depending on the sensitivity of that data, that depends on what vendor you can go with and where, you know, physically the data needs to be cleansed and prepped. Then followed by limited availability for AI talent and skills. We've talked about there's a big talent crunch, especially around data scientists. So some of these smaller organizations just don't have the money to afford a data scientist on their team. So what can they do? And that's where they're limited by hiring talent. Right. So digging a little bit deeper, and one of the things we did in our report is we asked them, say, okay, well, how many of you are doing AI? Okay, great. Now, how many of you are doing hyper-personalization? Right. Or Each pattern of patterns, AI. anomalies, predictive analytics, you know, automation, which is not AI. We spend many reports talking about that, but we do track it because it is that one of those pathways, you know, to get to AI. So we talk about process automation separate from autonomous systems. And then we mm-hmm. talk about conversational systems, recognition systems, and then goal-driven systems. And maybe it might not come as, as much of a surprise, but the thing that's been the most widely implemented as of last year were 
conversational systems, chatbots, voice assistants, Alexa skills, you know, smart text bots and mm-hmm. embed. Yeah, because you may not necessarily be thinking of those things as AI, but they're all powered by machine learning, especially mm-hmm. the conversational systems. Mm-hmm. High, you know, high rate of adoption, moving at a very sort of steady, inc- 4% growth. you know, yep. annual growth, you know, not 4% annual growth, but like the overall adoption is like it goes 20% and 24%. It just keeps growing that, that pace. The thing that's kind of more interesting is the ramp, the rate at which people are implementing process automation. Right, or plan to within the next few years. So in 2019, there was about 10% of participants had RPA bot in production. 2020, about 16%. But by 2025, so five years from now, 54%. So one out of every two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Right, every other, yeah. That's how that works. Half of the people want to have an RPA bot in practice and yeah. implementation at their you know various companies and that says a lot to the growth and the potential of that market right now i mean the, of course you know anytime you ask for predictions it's like well where do you think you're going to be in 5 years i mean it's kind of hard to, right. to necessarily predict but but the reason why this is this is i say i think is sort of an expectation that it's like yes to the extent that i can use help automating back office processes and the tools are out there and they're well developed it's why for, not yeah i mean half of them said they're not going to do it but the, the other half said they will so it's like okay you know this is kind of for a lot of companies is becoming more and more of a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. There's some, you know, things that are just going to take a long time. Goal-driven reinforcement learning, that seems to be a slow go for a while. Yeah, I mean, we've presented on, you know, various use cases for goal-driven systems and you can use it for resource optimization and stuff, but it seems to still lag with adoption of many, you know, general use cases. Right. Now, the other one, of course, is the recognition systems. That one is driven by use case. That's the more thing like, you know, why do I need to do image recognition, voice recognition? It's not that it's it's just a matter of just waiting over mm-hmm. time. It's just that it's for that pattern, it looked like it was highly dependent on what the specific use case was. There's some situations you just don't need that. So right. so why would, does it matter if in 10 years from now I still won't need it, right? So And then another pattern that was not heavily seeing adoption was the autonomous systems pattern. And now we broke out the process automation from autonomous systems, even though they all technically fall within that that pattern, because we found that when it's a truly autonomous, you know, machine learning system, that's a very hard problem to solve. We always recommend in our trainings that, you know, do not start with that problem because it is the goal of the autonomous system is to minimize and greatly reduce or eliminate the human from the process. So that's a really hard problem to solve. That's why the adoption is not going to be super high. Not all use cases require that, and it takes a lot of time and resources to plan that and make sure that it's really, truly accurate. So that's another reason why we saw adoption of that not being as high as some of the other patterns. So as mentioned earlier, we talked about plans for adoption of AI. So let's go back to the general, are you planning on implementing AI? And we talked about this, the the 40% versus the 90% that we were just talking about (laughs) and everything else. And we asked in general, so like in general, you know, only like... A small, small number of people said that they had no plans in general. The rest had had met multiple right. plans, and some, some. Now maybe that's tainted a little from the survey that we sent out to, because most of the people right. that we talk to in general are interested in AI in some form or another. Right. Exactly. So you know, data, data collection, data bias—it always matters. But it's actually, but it is interesting because we have people sort of interested in the subject, but they're not necessarily able 
to convince their organization. Exactly. So even though you may be like a data scientist within a very large company, it doesn't necessarily mean that your company has plans. You just may have that personal interest. So so there is still relevance for that. What we found is that as of 2019, only 9% of the organizations who responded said they had multiple, more than one AI system in operation. A lot of them had like one, if they had anything, they had one, like it was doing one thing, like a predictive model or a recognition thing or a chatbot. But the minimal had more than one. And a lot of them looked like we're moving to implement something within either now or they have something in progress the next two years if they have anything in progress at all. Mm-hmm. And we'd measure that across all the geographies. and It was roughly the same. I mean, there's really no... I mean, it's hard to say, oh, this one region's a standout. I mean, Europe is moving just as aggressively as North America and Asia. You know, Asia probably has lots of implementations, you know, for vision and and facial recognition, but also robotics, you know, in Japan Mm -hmm. and, you know, Australia, we've had multiple interactions. So we could tell you firsthand that there really is strong adoption in Australia. There's no surprise there. Africa and the Middle East together, especially in the Middle East, Saudi Arabia and United United Arab Emirates are moving fast. And Israel. Israel is, is, is really, really moving things forward. Egypt and other parts of Africa, South Africa and lots of other regions. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of stuff happening. Right. And it's all moving along at the same pace. This we're in, we're living in an increasingly smaller world. You know? <laughs> right. The world is connected. So, you know, we think that it's always important to get a pulse of what's going on. And that's why we at least once a year will send out a survey to figure out what global AI adoption mm-hmm. trends really does look like. So as we said, if you'd like to participate on this please reach out to us. But I don't think that anything in this report came as a complete and total shock to us. But it's like we said, it's always nice to quantify this and put it into charts and numbers right. and, and really visually show it as well. And you could see when we, we, and we asked questions, for example, on challenges to AI adoption, you know, we told you about the main conclusions that you know, data, limited data and limited people are slowing adoption down. But I think it's important to see kind of how that compares to, for example, ethics, that people are concerned about it, but it's not actually slowing anybody down. And is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Well, that's something to think about. (laughs) (laughs) But I think think it's interesting to kind of see how these things play out, because at the end of the day, when you're actually trying to make something happen in your organization, you know, brass tacks, things need to hit the road. And you're like, look, I just need a a recognition system for my insurance system. Am I worried about ethics? I, I guess I am. But like, does that going to really slow this project down or process automation? I'm just trying to get these emails into the spreadsheet. Oh, but have you thought about ethics? You're like, ah, well, you know, no. maybe you know, <laughs> the chat, same thing, chatbots. So I think this is where it's like, there's a lot of talk about these things, mm-hmm. but this survey shows, well, how is it impacting? And the things that we do talk about, some of them really are impacting data quantity, data quality, and limited AI skills really is actually impacting. Yeah, top three challenges to AI, overall AI adoption. So again, listeners, we will link this report to the show notes. You can also find it at Cognolytica.com. And if you've liked listening to this podcast, please make sure to rate us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere that you listen to this podcast. Spotify, yeah. Yeah. And as always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolytica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolytica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, 
including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.